Welcome back, everybody, to the Social Workers and Scriptures podcast. We are your hosts, Caddy Elias. And I'm Susan Camacho. We are a double dose of therapists for you who wish to bring wellness and improve relationships to your life by bringing together our love of the Bible and therapy. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks so much for joining us on this journey. You are joining us today for Tighten Up Your Core, Courage. This is the courageous subtopic episode of our overall series, Tighten Up Your Core Emotionally. Check out our intro episode on that in case you haven't heard it yet. You're going to like it. For more information, and we will briefly outline the subtopics again for you today here. So the purpose of this podcast, the reason why you're listening to it and what we hope you'll get out of it is we want this to specifically help you to build up your courage to confront what life gives you. We want to help support you in developing a healthy emotional core and to help explore why being courageous helps us with emotional wellness. So maybe Susan, you can give them, give them our disclaimer, please. This is not a substitute for individual psychotherapy to treat underlying conditions or chronic mental health issues. Each person needs assessment on a case-by-case basis for treatment purposes. Do not go off your meds without medical consultation. If you are having a psychiatric emergency, please go to your nearest ER or dial 911. If you are in crisis, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And then the little acronym is TALK. The last 8255 is TALK. While we are not degree theologians, we are professional therapists. We have graduate master's degrees in social work, but this podcast is not specifically just for social workers. It's for those who wish to bridge your love of mental health and the Bible. So let's review again. We are discussing a healthy emotional core. We are speaking in terms of an emotional core or core wellness. We are talking about emotional characteristics needed to live as emotionally healthy individuals. So not a physical, who is not a, a physical core that's tight, right? Not a six pack. <laughs> You're talking about emotional, <laughs> yes, emotional six pack. Right? Yes. Yeah. Someone who has a strong core emotionally has the following. Um, C is Christ centered. They find their identity and value in Christ and practice Christian principles regularly. Courageous and congruent in action and talk and has the capacity to be patient and forgive cares about growing, is committed to do so even when it's hard, and is connected to his or her own interests and goals. Oh, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, recognizes and finds relief that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere. Now, you don't have to be omnipotent, omniscient, or omnipresent, right? We're talking about God. What you're not. You're recognized. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. <laughs> you still, there's still hope. <laughs> Outlook that is positive. They keep hope and their hope is in the Lord. Amen. O objectively thinks about their situation and puts things in realistic perspective. Cat, what are the last core? So R, they have restraint during distress. They're able to regulate their emotions. They review their underlying beliefs and thoughts. They renew healthy thinking and they reset and they're ready to try again. They have relationships that they can count on that include a support system, a Christian community, and people that they can that can help with accountability. Now, E, someone who's Christ, someone who's Christ-centered, somebody who has an emotionally strong core, is has empowering dialogue to help themselves improve their situation and is able to express their desires, needs, and limits assertively. They're empathetic and they examine others' needs, not just their own. They engage in stress management techniques as needed. Now, let's talk about what, let's jump in. Why is it important to be courageous? And what the heck 
See, I can say that on here. What the heck does that have to do <laughs> with emotional? I'm really pushing it to the edge today, huh? What the heck <laughs> does that have to do with emotional? Unless you miss me saying no. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bleep button. Okay. And what does that have to do with emotional well-being in general for core concepts? Okay. So courage is defined by Google as the ability to do something that frightens one. It's strength in the face of pain or grief. So what does that have to do with core? Well, in general, it takes courage to live for Christ. As most often, it's not the general or standard. It takes courage to live out a life that is not moved by fads or popularity, but is the same regardless of the era. God is stable and so should we. Mm, that's good. We also, Say that one more time. It, <laughs> we should be stable as God is stable. It also takes courage to draw boundaries, be assertive, and follow through with said consequences. God doesn't mean for you to be a doormat. It is important as life will inevitably bring you pain and grief and you have to be courageous in the face of adversity and not want to roll over every time something bad happens. Life takes courage. After some time, you build the resilience in the face of the challenges and eventually build your confidence in your ability to overcome. You have to build your courage. Having courage builds confidence as the opposite is true of cowardice, as it brings about shame and guilt. Most importantly, though, God calls us to be. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Be on guard, stand firm in faith, be courageous, be strong. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Psalms 27, 14, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Lastly, waiting can build courage for the next time challenges come your way. So if you don't muster the courage the first time, maybe the disappointment of you not being courageous that, that first time will catapult you into an act of courage the second time. One so I would hope, I would <laughs> yes. hope, hope and pray. that it's always not met with cowardice. So <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so cat. So what is what does courageous mean to you and what is that having to do with emotional concepts? Well, I think that um it's important to be well, I think courage is is like you said, it's being able to follow through and do the right thing, what you need to do, even when it's hard, right? Which kind of ex is kind of the Christian life, right? Our yes. our path is narrow. So why is courage so important? Well, I think for, for multiple reasons. Number one, like you said, the Bible tells us to be courageous. God commands us to be courageous. You can find lots of scriptures on that topic throughout the Bible. So Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. I mean, that's pretty straightforward, right? Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Psalm 31, 24, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Isaiah 41, 10, which is obviously, that's like most Christians' favorite verse right here, one of them, right? Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, if we move into the New Testament, we have Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Philippians 4.13. We all know that one, right? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's to have courage and to endure whatever, you know, kind of comes our way that God allows. Matthew 7.13 through 14. That was a scripture that I was reminded of just because of the Christian life, right? So enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it by it, that enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. So we are those few, right? So are, we are commanded to, to walk that narrow path that God is, has provided for us. 
Okay. Second, I think people with courage are free from being held in bondage or hostage by fear. I was thinking about one of your favorite phrases, um, being held emotionally hostage. Yeah. I mean, I guess I should put that in context of why that is your, <laughs> one of your favorite <laughs> phrases. But I, more than, so I mean, that's a phrase that you use all the time. And I really was thinking about that, right? With, with this, people who lack courage at this time, they really are held in. Yeah, they're held. So basically, like the emotional hostage is like, obviously how it sounds like some people are held by like, the fear of how somebody's going to reject you fear of somebody's gonna, like, you know, yell at you or deal negatively with you. And so sometimes that keeps us from doing the things that we know we need to do. And so sometimes they, you know, people keep us emotionally, emotionally hostage to a certain thing or out of manipulation and so are we allowed for that right i mean or we keep ourselves emotionally hostage because we don't want to we don't have the courage to do what we We need to do right yes and we don't want to deal with their adversity Mm -hmm. yes so um in essence you know when you have courage people have courage they live out the freedom that they are given in christ that is super important um they're free to wake up and face every day anew to bark embark upon not to bark you're not free to bark. I guess you're free to bark, but you can free to be embark upon new adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start barking after you hear this podcast. Like, what happened? Treatment with cat. She's a weirdo. Yeah. She's still barking. <laughs> bark therapy. <laughs> to, there are people who um, have courage are free to initiate healthy relationships, uh, the right kind. Um, they're just free to live out that freedom that God has given them in Christ. So Timothy for 1.7 tells us, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Having courage is important to, ha- is important to having a strong emotional core and therefore your, your, your mental health as well, because people with courage tend to have a better self-esteem. They're more confident, they're more resilient because most likely they know they will be okay. Though they are relying on the Lord, they know that the Lord has good plans for good for them, whatever that may be in life or in afterlife, but they know that God has plans for good. Whereas those who have fear, filled with fear, which is what you tend to be filled with when you don't have courage, right? Um, they're ruled by fear enough to lack courage that, and they tend to have mental health symptoms and disorders, right? Like avoiding behaviors. I mean, I'm sure you've seen this with your clients all the time, right? Susan, avoidant behaviors, maladaptive behaviors. Fear really has a, a, really has a main grounding place in anxiety and phobias. I mean, do you see that all the time? People that lack courage have a lot of mental health symptoms? Yes. I mean, really, like, you know, I mean, obviously, there are clinical terms like agoraphobia comes from that, like the fear of, you know, public places. And there's a lot of anxiety based, obviously, fears of things you can't control. And so in that people, you know, it's super important to be courageous. Yes, definitely. And I think that anxiety, um, and you know, when I said uh, Timothy, I meant 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I guess messing that up helps us to read scripture again. So there you go. Anxiety itself um, is, is the most straightforward form of where fear takes us, but there's a lot of variations in there, right? Like, like you said, the social fear, the extreme shyness, obsessive compulsive like behaviors, it can affect your sleep. You get, it's tiresome because of all the, uh, the energy you expend. And so, and one can start to feel hopeless, which we know can lead to depression or vice versa, right? Just expending all that energy, uh, we can tend to get depressed. So it is really important to have courage so that you can help alleviate some of these mental health symptoms, God willing. Okay, next, um, along those lines, but diving more into the spiritual aspects of being courageous and to believers, probably most importantly, courageous people are free to live out the life and purpose God has called them to. They are free to exercise their God-given gifts for God's kingdom. So 1 Peter 4.10 tells us, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. You need courage to do that. 
2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7 tells us, For this reason I remind you to fan into the into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of, on, of, of my hands. For God gives us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Three times. That's a really important scripture that, that is repeated three times. Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, and just a reminder, you never regret li- listening to the Holy Spirit. Being in line and in tune with what God has for you is a root of healthy mental health. Or how would you say that? Healthy mental health. Good mental health, right? Mm-hmm. You likely need courage to listen to the Holy Spirit. I mean, sometimes the Holy Spirit asks us to do things that... Are produce- embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> you <say> are embarrassing? <laughs> I was going to go fearful, but embarrassing will work. <laughs> Care to expand? <laughs> Any personal experience we're talking about? Yeah, no. Sometimes, we're still you know, about you the know, sometimes God, God calls you to, you know, pray for somebody yeah. and you're not like, you know, um, and at first, you know, those doubts kind of creep in and you're like, oh, was it really, you know, the yes. Holy Spirit? And then, but then you have to step out in faith and courage. Uh-huh. And so, but then you turn you around go. and somebody's whispering in your ear. You're like, oh, I guess not. No. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Why are you listening to me here? No, yes. You never get listening to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I mean, how often does the Holy Spirit ask you to do something that is totally in line with your comfortability, right? Is comfortability mm-hmm. a word? Comfortableness? I don't, I don't know. No. Sorry, guys. I'm a math person. Not an English person. Okay, next. Um, along the same last lines, people with courage endure and they stand firm. They're able to endure life. They're able to, they have a better chance of withstanding the schemes of the devil, right? There's, le- they have le- there's less foothold for the devil to get into your life. The Lord wants us to remain firm in him, and we also want to preserve that in our own life, too. He wants us to, to persevere, not preserve, excuse me, persevere in our own life, too. Who wants to be ruled by the devil? No true Christian wants to be ruled by the devil, right? Ephesians 6, 10, 11 tells us, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 11, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. I love this verse. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested, manifested in our mortal flesh. I mean, just reading that, those are a lot of anxiety-producing words, no? Fear-producing words. Yes. Man, you need courage to do that. Okay, next. People with courage preserve that which is good. Or at least they try to. That can include relationships, family, safety, things like that. Surely we live in a fallen world and our natural state is sinful. If we didn't have the courage to do what is right and stand up for what is right, protect what is, what is needed, we would be run over by the sinfulness of others or ourselves. Having courage includes protecting and preserving healthy relationships so that they are honest, genuine, and remain loving. When need be, even when we are putting ourselves, our lifestyles, our reputations, our feelings on the line, you must have courage to be able to speak. I mean, it's not always easy, even though you and I are so, I mean, we're pretty forward. We're pretty, we're pretty bold in that way. We're pretty, I mean, most people that know us know Kat and Susan are going to just say it straight, right? Most of the time, but it's not easy, (laughs) right? Yeah, no. It's not easy. My husband always says, uh, he always thought it was so easy for me to speak so, so freely. I'm like, no, it's something that's hard that we have to pull strength from the Lord to do. Practically speaking, people with courage literally protect themselves and their family. We defend ourselves when there is a need for self-defense. We protect our children when there is a need to do so. You literally need courage for that. Good and healthy relationships are so key and helpful to our mental health. So we protect it with courage. You want to do good things in your life. 
right? So hang on to courage. Lastly, people who have courage have more opportunities to grow in life because they actually experience life. Even if they fail or don't always win, they often gain something valuable and deep. They have chances to either apply their skills and knowledge or grow in skills and knowledge by learning what didn't work. Courage helps somebody to help someone to not just live life in theory, but in practicality. Winning. (laughs) You were waiting. That was like festering up in there. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, haven't you seen it in 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 sessions so much? You know, um, someone who just has so much trouble taking a step, right? Taking the next step in life, or is um, kind of is is uh, shut down by fear. It's such a hard place to be at. That's not a place that you want to be at. Yes. So let's talk about treatment. Segway treatment. Okay. So the treatment corner. So how do we become a little bit more courageous and kind of conquer our fears? If you have listened to any of the podcasts previously, we've talked about exposure therapy. It's super helpful. That doesn't mean exposing of... yourself. Yes. N- not yeah. exposing yourself. <laughs> not, no. Not, not therapy for everybody else or for you. That's not, we're not talking about exposing yourself. Keep that Don't to yourself. It. Yeah. Hello. In more ways than one. Keep that to yourself, right? Yes. No. Exposure therapy means exactly like exposing yourself to the to the anxiety provoking or the fear stimuli. And so in that, but in small doses, it's not like fear factor. You're <laughs> I know not going to be like in a tub of snakes. No, you <laughs> no, have to take you. it in small doses. So, and really like if you're fear and you're agoraphobic and you have problems with crowds in public places, your first exposure therapy should not be a, a concert. Like you have to take it small, take it to target. Like I tell you last time. That's not really small. Have you been to target lately? <laughs> Take, oh, it to, to, take it to Target, <laughs> take it to your grocery store and then there. take little deep, you know, know that you're still going to be anxious, but that you're going to need to take breaks in between. When you become overwhelmed with people, then come back outside, take a breath and then go back inside and repeat it over and over again, trying to conquer those fears and seeing that, you know, maybe what you think in your head is not as bad as it really is. And then another important thing is like, always say it out loud. Like, I feel like, You know, sometimes how something seems in our head isn't really as bad as when we talk it out. Sometimes when my clients say Mm -hmm. something and, you know, I kind of chuckle at them and I'm like, and they're like, and later on they'll be like, you know, it was really kind of enlightening when you chuckled at it. Like it was a little bit lighter. So he's like, it wasn't as bad as it was in my head. I I like that euphemistic way that you say that laughing at people. You're like, you know what? I chuckled with them. (laughs) I slightly chuckled. And if they're hearing this, you know who you are. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know who you are. And then, but you know, later on, they're like, I really appreciated it. Alleviated some of like that thing. Like Mm -hmm. it was just not as major as I thought it to Uh be. And so in that, like, you know. Isn't that part of therapy sometimes? It's kind of like, isn't that part of therapy and healing trauma is is being in a place that's safe, right? Where it's kind of out of place now. That yes, fears, now right? that you yeah, now that you're externalizing that voice and that that narrative of yours, it help it helps you not stay hostage to that place that you were in at the time. Like obviously that's the essence of therapy. Like you talk about your trauma, you talk about all these things, and it helps you take off that some of that chip and that weight off your shoulders. And so in that, like say it out loud. It also gives you f- the fear room like for like growth and not like fear growth, but like <laughs> obviously emotional growth i feel like so, a, a preteen because every time you say say it out loud i'm like it <laughs> <laughs> like a, okay like a our maturity level just Sorry. went down like five Sorry. levels <laughs> we do have graduate degrees just wanted to and you yeah. know i don't know who said it because i'm a real like I, I love quotes when i'm like not feeling great as well as a good pair of pajamas okay side note <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know somebody said that we're only as sick sick as our secrets so in mm. that like once you say it out loud it helps kind of to take some go. of that edge off first john three eighteen says dear children let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth and so in that also be authentic it's all part of the treatment corner it takes a lot of unneeded time and energy to live life in a pretense and like perfection and all those things that really weigh on people that you know that they don't want to show any kind of vulnerability and so authenticity can be super freeing in Christ and in the natural world as well it takes courage to live with the possibility of rejection and still go through with doing what's right so in that just remember like be authentic it takes a lot of work you know to be like to always like, you know, even for men, like to be an alpha male all the time, like, well, you need, you know, those moments of like clarity and vulnerability in order for us to really see, for people to really see the genuine person down deep, not the person that you're trying to pretend to be. And so in that, be authentic, be transparent. And that is super helpful. And Kat, what are some of your treatment corner pieces? Well, you know, we're going to say, you already know, we are a Christian podcast a christian therapy podcast right therapist podcast yes pray and ask god to help you have courage of course Amen. hands down right how yep. many times have we done that it doesn't have to be a long prayer it can be just help god he can he can do that okay make a risk benefit analysis um, remind yourself of the weighty cost that you might incur if you're not courageous if you don't do that thing that you need to do and that you should do what might you have to deal with as a result Ask yourself, what could be the worst thing that could happen if you did that courageous thing? Ask yourself, would it be the end of the world? Most likely the answer is no. It wouldn't be the end of the world. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to maybe uh, lose something, but it won't be the end of the world. You're, you know, remind yourself you're going to be okay. Make a plan. If things don't go well, things don't always go well in life. You know, even when we try our hardest and we have good intentions, but sometimes things don't go exactly as we planned, uh, what will your plan be? Because in Christ, you need to be emotionally, physically, and spiritually well based on Christ, right? So what would your plan be to help remind you to get back to that place, okay? Think about, make a list, enlist people in your life. Make a list of people that you, could, of, that you can think of or actually enlist people in your life who are courageous um, or who have been at least courageous in the area that you need to be. Talk to them. Check out what, how were they able to do that. Remind yourself, if they were able to do it, you can do it. You're, you're not different. You are also human. Okay. Uh, enlist a friend's help while we're talking about friends, enlist a friend's help and support, ask a friend to go with you if you need to, to do whatever it is that you need to do. Right. There's been lots of times where Susan and I have consulted with each other, right. On, on different yes. topics. What should I say? How should I say it? Um, and then, you know, practicing things like that. So talking about practicing practice and rehearse with that friend, that's okay. Or any friend, loved one, trusted one, mentor, um, whatever it is that you need to do that requires courage. You can, you can, rehearse that okay and practice so that way you know anxiety comes up when you go to confront it and so you might get you might need that practice to help you say what you need to say start small you don't have to start with the biggest thing like you said start with smaller things that need courage build up okay um, remember times when you were courageous before i'm sure that there was something okay think about what helped you then would that love of courage that you had then be equal to or more than the actual courage you need now what was different what was able to, what were, what helped you to be courageous then? How could you do that again? Uh, envision or pretend that you need to be courageous for someone else. Sometimes when it comes to us, that's, it's, it's harder for us to do. We don't find as much importance in it, depending on your personality. But when it comes to somebody else who's more needy or dependent, man, we can really rise up and we can step I up to the I love that case. one. I super love that one. Just like, you know, some, some of you mama bears, like maybe right. you can't find exactly. it in yourself to be yes. like, 
you know, stand up for yourself, but you come out growling for the kids or cars even up. when you That's have right. siblings, like, let me no tell, joke. let me beg on my sister, but watch somebody else do it. Then right. I'm going to, I'm going to whammy them. That's, that's right. <laughs> whammy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, because sometimes, um, you know, we might not speak up for ourselves, but when it comes to somebody else, oh, watch out. Right. You need to yes. tap into that. Okay. Uh, now have wisdom and discernment, but you need to tap into that. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, use your stress management anxiety regulation techniques. Um, we've gone over that in our podcast before. Like you said, we have actually podcasts specifically on those topics where we go in depth, right? If yes. I was to pull out a couple of my favorite tools or a favorite tool, it would definitely be the challenging distorted thinking. I mean, and we, hopefully we're, our, our podcast coming up is also going to be on uh, distorted thinking as well, challenging that, but really take time to learn. That's something that I have used. I don't know about you, but I have used that in my own life that has helped tremendously to, to look at, hey, the way I'm thinking actually, that's not the truth. And let me challenge it and, and start fixing the way that I'm thinking. It's very practical, no? Yes, yeah. no, the CBT techniques, I mean, uh, really, like, they're a core to any, any cognitive behavior toolbox. therapy. CBT. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exercise, sleep, and think positively. Do everything that's healthy that you can to combat that anxiety, okay? Finally, well, not finally, we have one or two more, but get it over with. Jump in. Sometimes the longer you wait, the longer you anticipate, the harder it is, okay? Really for no extra reason. If you're going to do it anyway, just jump in and do it. Okay. Of course, pray about it, have wisdom, but jump in. And then if you, if the courage you're needing to move forward from is from a trauma or the courage you're needing is to move forward from a trauma, from pain, or you're alone, please get professional help and treatment. Enlist a healthy support system to help you go through the process of confronting grief, pain, fears, all those things, okay? Finally, remind yourself the processing and strong emotions won't last forever. Strong emotions almost never last forever, okay? So if we were thinking about what do you want them to take away, Susan, one thing that they can just grab and take with them, what would you have for them? I would have them take away that it takes courage to live out your value system. Sure it's super does. important, especially, especially like when you were talking about like clinically, like even like biblically, like it's important to live out your value system when you don't problems arise like emotionally mm -hmm. and also in your spiritual walk when you don't live out your value system. So that's what I want them to take away. And Kat, what do you want to take them to take away? Well, I want you to remember that God wants you to have courage because he has courage. We want to grow closer to him and more like him every day. In a fallen world that we live in, in the fallen world we live in, that takes courage. That's it. Okay. So then I'm going to take us out in prayer. So, And then maybe I want to remind them about we're on Facebook, Instagram. Yes, Check we're on all those. So yes, you can catch us on any of the major forums, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We have the core handout there as well. Our website as well, www.socialworkersandscriptures.com or the Podbean, socialworkersandscriptures.podbean.com. You can browse through our listening catalog. And Thank you. now we're going to take them out in prayer. There you go. We're going to take them out, <laughs> but you know, we're going to end with prayer. <laughs> so... <laughs> Lord, thank you for allowing us this short time, God, to be with our listeners, God. Help them take away whatever you need them to take away from this. Help us to be courageous and be light in this world. Help us to grow in character to who you want us to be. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Ciao. Till next time. Bye. Bye.